The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples came to the other side of the sea, to the territory of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, at once a man from the tombs who had an unclean spirit met him. The man had been dwelling among the tombs, and no one could restrain him any longer, even with a chain. In fact, he had frequently been bound with shackles and chains, but the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles smashed, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the hillsides, he was always crying out and bruising himself with stones. Catching sight of Jesus from a distance, he ran up and prostrated himself before him, crying out in a loud voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. He had been saying to him, Unclean spirit, come out of the man. He asked him, What is your name? He replied, Legion is my name. There are many of us. And he pleaded earnestly with him not to drive them away from that territory. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there on the hillside, and they pleaded with him, Send us into the swine, let us enter them. And he let them, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine. The herd of about two thousand rushed down a steep bank into the sea where they were drowned. The swine herds ran away and reported the incident in the town and throughout the countryside. And people came out to see what had happened. As they approached Jesus, they caught sight of the man who had been possessed by legion, sitting there clothed and in his right mind, and they were seized with fear. Those who witnessed the incident explained to them what had happened to the possessed man and to the swine. Then they began to beg him to leave their district. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed pleaded to remain with him, but Jesus would not permit him, but told him instead, Go home to your family and announce to them all that the Lord in his pity has done for you. Then the man went off and began to proclaim in the Decapolis what Jesus had done for him, and all were amazed. The Gospel of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, amazement uh, seems to be exactly the right response to uh, to what Jesus has has done here. And, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we get the sense of the scene and it's, uh, you know, how it unfolds and um, say the reaction of the crowds. It's, it's a little bit difficult, I think, living into it because, because our perspective uh, from the outside is um, uh, perhaps more, more uniform than theirs in the sense of, you know, their reactions to, to Jesus and what he's, do, he's doing are going this way and that way as there is something of progressive uh, revelation of, of who he is and what he's come to do. But for us, you know, we, we're at least a step back from that or, or a step on from that. And we just say, okay, like, we understand. Like, there are, there are some of the bumps in the story, right? It's, it's a bit of a strange story, but we, but we have some sense of, of the whole thing from beginning to end. And certainly our lives in relationship to the story and to Jesus himself. Uh, but, but here there's this... You know, again, kind of a progressive revelation of who Jesus is and, and how he's inviting people into relationship with him. So there, there, is, there are any number of parts uh, of the story that are, are bound to surprise us a little bit, right? For instance, when, um, when the people of the town, uh, of say one of the 10 towns of the Decapolis, uh, come out and see the man who had previously been uh, um, uh, possessed by this legion of, of demons, they come out and they see him in his right mind and clothed, and they start to hear about what happened, 
And they, say, they want Jesus to leave them. They don't want Jesus to be there. Yeah, and I think that's, it's for us, again, a step forward or, or a step back. We look on the, that scene and say, we, I'm not sure that I really understand that, except that, you know, one is the impression that such a scene makes, right? So, someone who has power to do what Jesus did is actually a very scary person. Until you, until you come to terms with what that power is or until it's revealed to you, you know, what that power is and, and why, um, how that power is being um, uh, say, used or um, enacted, or, you know, what, what are the projects for which that power is being enacted? You know, until you, until you see more of the picture, you're bound to be, I, mean, I don't know, probably terrified. Right? I don't know how many of you watched that, The, the Exorcist. Yeah, this uh, Go back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of shaking of heads. You know, we don't want to see, we don't want to see that. You know, that's right, you don't want to see that, right? You want to you stay pretty far clear of that. But that's what this is what Jesus is doing, right? To some extent, and um, yeah. So you have you have that. There's there's another little layer there as well. There, this is this is the toughest. Uh, is it the toughest passage to preach? It's one of them because there are so many layers to to the story, including, you know, legion, the reference to Rome, Rome's occupation of, of the land. Of course, then not just Israel, but also the surrounding Gentile areas, including the Decapolis. How people say, interact with the fact of, say, foreign occupation of their land and, you know, how, how they take that within themselves. Of course, the, um, the, the fact that there is, you know, a spiritual battle going on that Jesus is joining, I would say, I could say somewhat recklessly, yeah? And then there's, uh, and then there's of course, this, um, you know, how, how he's received by the people uh, the people who don't, of course, ha- have the, uh, the backdrop of even his kingdom of God movement, but they can see the, the power at work in him. And of course, yeah, so what do they see, right? Jesus ma- working this, um, this powerful, uh, say, healing, this powerful healing work for this, for this one particular man, right? And what do they see? They see, the, they see probably the destruction of their local trade, Right, it's like you know, they weren't raising pigs, you know, just for the sake of it. Right, they were. They, this is part of their economy. And Jesus, this is significant for us as well, by the way. Right, Jesus is walking into that space, and he's almost obliterating the local economy. Okay, now this is now. Okay, he's saying something about the economy. He's saying something about also Rome and its occupation of of the land. But he's going in to do battle with the spiritual forces at work in all of that. And he's there to cleanse no matter the cost. Yeah, now, it's not simply cost to them. It's also cost to him. Because look at, look at the condition of the man, right? He is, he's out there among the graves by himself. Where do we end the gospel? Jesus is out there among the graves by himself. Right, his, he, here the man is, is put in chains and, and shackles, and he has extraordinary strength. He, he breaks them. You know, at the end, Jesus is, is whipped, right? His, his flesh is, is torn by the shackles and, and chains of, of his own, you know, unjust sentence, and, and so on and so forth. The idea is that he is that in order to affect the man's healing, in order to affect the healing of the entire world and, and work, say, the, the exorcism of, of every human being and every human activity and endeavor and every human society, Jesus is going to go suffer for it. 
Right? So that, this, is, this is like a, it's a big part of the picture that's, that's being uh, painted in front of us. And as he, as he goes out and, and suffers for it and liberates us so that we can both, say, uh, become vehicles of, of his gospel, just as a man is, is sent to his, his town, and, and live fully human lives, ready to, ready to praise God with everything we've got and pour ourselves out in his service, Right? He, also, he also acts as a disruptor. He acts as, the, as a disruptor in, in our hearts and in our lives, and, right? in our relationships, in our, in, in our human activities and endeavors, in, our, in the cultures that, that we build, right? in our societies at large. Jesus is, is a disruptor. Right? Wherever there needs to be the casting out of demons, the casting out of, of foreign powers, so that people can live by the power of God, Jesus is on the scene to do it. Yeah, and so it's ours. It's ours. And I don't know if uh, I'm always looking for people that we're identifying with in the scriptures. You know, you know that it's like okay. So I don't. Are you out? Are you out? You know, in the cemetery today. You know, like are you out in the in the land of of, of the dead today? Are you right, living among the uh, among the graves? You know, do you find yourself demon-possessed? I hope not. We should probably talk about that if you are. But, you know, have you been taken over by some foreign power? Has, has, has the foreign power encroached on you in some manner? And you're in need of healing and cleansing and strength and the rest? Okay, well, Jesus is on the scene. Yeah, it's, it's, ours to, it's ours to come to him with our hearts as we are, chained and shackled if we are, right? Um, find ourselves again. Not living totally in the power of God, not living out of His own life of love, right? Not not say receiving His mercy, or perhaps not being vehicles of His mercy, right? We we have to come to Jesus. He's on the scene in order to affect our healing, in order to give us strength to follow Him in all things. And then, yeah, if He gives us a surprising charge at the end of it, right? We're going we're going to follow Him no matter what. The man, yeah. He doesn't stick with him, right? He doesn't depend on Jesus in, in that sense. going to stick, st- hang on his shoulder, you know. But, but he sends him out. He's going to he still depend on him. He will still depend on Jesus, but in, in a way that surprised him, right? And he, so he goes out to proclaim the good news. And this is ours as well. Even if our call is somewhat unexpected, we're going to go out today freed by Jesus and give, given a new share in his own blessed life. We're going to proclaim the goodness and glory of God with our lives. And we're going to preach the good news uh, to, uh, to anyone who will hear. And perhaps, you know, people who, <laughs> who'd rather not listen. But we're going, to go, we're going to go out with the good news today and live these lives praising God, pouring ourselves out in his service.